Is it all right? Is it broken? Is it knackered? I'm the doctor, this is Donna. Sorry. No, we don't know. We're talking about that. By right there, out loud. All four of us know it's Gallifrey. It's not. You don't know where you're from. How do you know that? What is that? The captain! Calm as a Zen master set something in motion to stop those two. And she took her own life so they could work out what she'd done. Well, you're working it out now. No, no. Yes, you are, and so am I. We don't understand the slow, so the captain set out to slowly stop us. So the ship is slow, the robot is slow, the words are slow, is that it? The words move the walls, so the ship is slowly reconfiguring to become a very slow. And that would make me Alon's Ian. Ah. Ah. And we are back for the third week. Yeah, third week in a row to talk about the second episode, though, of the 60th specials, Wild Blue Yonder. <laughs> are we going to talk about the name change? Ooh, oh, did you not know? So up until the day before, I think this was, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I swore this was supposed to be called Legend of the Sea Devils. Funny. I, I, no, I, I, I think that's what it was supposed to be called. No, Legend of the Sea Devils was the Jody one. Oh, was it the Jody one? <laughs> there yeah. we go. I even had like like the uh, the graphic made up, and I'm like, oh, there we go. So this is a much better title. Yeah, I don't know where I screwed that one up. But yeah, Legend of the Sea Devils. Is that one of her specials? Yeah, that was uh, her penultimate. So that I just Googled Doctor Who specials, and I think yeah. it took me to... It was a trilogy, so I, went, oh, I didn't even think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was her penultimate one, the one that everyone says is, like, one of the, the worst ones. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, yeah, this is... I guess we'll, we'll jump into it. We, there's not really been much in between. I forgot, like, one thing last week, uh, which I think will be interesting. Uh, would you like to know the origin? Uh, I was going to say this last week, and I completely forgot. The origin of the reason that Tate and Tennant uh, came back. The origin of the reason? Yeah. That sounds like it's a bit Department of Redundancy Department. Uh, the origin of the reason. Sure, give me the, orig- give me the beginning of the origin of the reason. Great. So, uh, the... The, sorry, the reason why, not the origin of the reason. The origin of them returning, let's say. There we go. Um, COVID 2020 uh, is a way to like stop people going insane. There were all these watch-alongs on Twitter. And a woman called Emily Cook, who uh, worked for Doctor Who magazine, was organizing them. And it was going to be, you know, at a set time, everyone sits down, watches an episode of Doctor Who. 
and tweets about it. And they'd bring in like uh, actors who were in the episode, writers. So uh, Russell T. Davies did some, uh, Chris Chibnall, Stephen Moffat. And uh, they did, I think it was The Runaway Bride. And uh, it was Catherine Tate and David Tennant and Russell T. Davies. And after it ended, Catherine Tate uh, message, messages uh, Russell and goes, that was great. We should do more of those. The Doctor and Donna Lost Adventures. And then Russell's like, oh, okay, interesting. Asked Tennant. Tennant was like, I'm up for it. So he was like, I feel I have to tell the BBC they want to return for a bit. Tells the BBC and they go, well, we don't have anyone to, to continue from Chibnall. So do you want the job? So thank, mm. thank, thank you, COVID-19. And thank you, Emily Cook from Doctor Who magazine and David Tennant and Catherine Tate for watching an episode from like nearly 20 years ago. Yeah, it also got us some pretty good uh, podcast guests as well because they were sitting at home with nothing to do. So, uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, no, it's an interesting uh, thing. I just think moreover, it's just the idea that I put some good energy out there in the universe. Oh and yeah, was you, like, you right. manifested. Hard. I did. So um, I'll tell you what I did do when I was watching oh, yeah. this was I let it run. And I didn't know the BBC iPlayer now does what Disney Plus and Netflix and all that stuff does. It's just about getting number of minutes streamed. So yeah. it ran. So I've seen now the Children in Need version. And then it ran into, what do, what do we call in that stupid thing where they, they're they in character and they're in the TARDIS? And the st- oh, Tales of the TARDIS. The TARDIS is fed by stories. It's, it's a fun little story. And I saw the one I didn't like from... Um, the power of a doctor oh tegan yeah tegan Earthshock's the first one. Oh my word she's even worse when she's doing it like you know on the smaller budget i was like oh you are horrendous did you watch the full episode no nah, i was just kind of doing some other things and uh, it, was, it was on basically and i was oh. sort of half paying attention half setting st- doing research for the pod things like yeah. that and but every time I don't think I made it to her character's actual um, first appearance. It was all this, uh, this, this other guy going, you don't yell at the girl, but you yell at me. And I was like, oh, I don't have, I, I don't have time for this. If this is classic who I think I need to, uh, I need to take my TARDIS exit stage door right. Wobbly sets and women screaming a lot. That is, that is classic. And, too. and horrific exterior scenes. <laughs> Just like that, it's that Monty Python holy grail, but on a smaller budget, like like production values, like everything's dark. It's, I was watching, uh, they did one for the three, so the first ever anniversary special, The Three Doctors, and I was watching it, and it's it's not held up in a lot, but it's, it's an interesting reflection on Doctor Who. I think black and white, because it was limited, it makes it a bit easier to... Oh, yeah. see the the flaws. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've I've I have seen some some old school Who in the past. I saw, mm. oh, it was one episode where Baker and his folks go back and they meet Davros. It's the genesis of a Daleks, yeah. or I don't know if that's the name of it, but it's I'm using the word. Oh gen- yeah, that, that's the that's the story. Oh, like. Is it the story? Okay, yeah, and uh, really enjoyed that. It, um, but yeah, I mean, even then, I remember going, man, these exterior shots are horrendous. Uh, and very much, you know, TV serial of the week. You know, how will the Doctor escape from this? Join in next week as we conclude. It had that feel about it, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah. But trying to do a one-off where these two are setting it up, I'm go- and just the bad acting, The as the two of them are in modern day going, you have an aged a bit, I can't see line. Oh, Doctor 
don't. Well, I've seen one hundred. Oh, now I'm not talking to. I'm like, oh, shut up! Please just shut I, up. It this like it's it's definitely made for it's made for people like for fans of that that thing. Yeah, and it's that's I, the problem is is, is yeah. I don't have that connection to these yeah. to these characters or even to these actors per se, and so. Mm-hmm. It's the this is an this is a nostalgia TARDIS is what the TARDIS isn't made of stories it's made of nostalgia, and yeah, so they're like wow look at all the pretty sonic screwdrivers from before is like one of the yeah it, 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 it's Joe. it's great fan service and it's, it's great if you have that bit to go hey look at them are talking about because who doesn't love you know seeing the old gang get back together years later and talk about the thing they were on that's that's mm. that's that's content I I really quite enjoy. Um, Although I enjoy it when it's multiple people. The guy from Pitch Meetings trying to do it. And I don't, it's not the same because he's not bouncing off anybody. Yeah. But this is a great idea for content if you love the source material. And I just haven't been exposed to the source material to get the nostalgia kick that this is trying to do. There's one they did, which was an episode called The Time Meddler. And it has uh, two of the first Doctor's companions, uh, Vicky and someone else. And because they're like they're like 80 so it's like two old people really reminiscing and the way it ends oh i brought a tear to my eye but again that's because i i love that that era and that source material so i'm i'm heavily biased speaking of things that are heavy and sometimes full let's go into wild blue yonder well actually in- i think we said it's it, it, it is the, the sentence you just said encapsulates this perfectly it's an era for which i'm biased and have i forget what there's a lot whatever that last part was mm. but that's exactly what this is bringing the yeah. doctor and donna back it's to try and get people to go i loved this era without yeah. qualification everybody went tenants era was great smith's era was great Let's get this and reset things. And so much like we're about to, uh, as far as the future of who, where it's all open and who knows what's ahead of us. I agree with you. Let's go into the wild blue yonder. Yeah. So we're in England, 1666. And there's a man pondering under an apple tree. And this is Isaac Newton, played by, and I didn't catch the name, but yeah, this has caused some contention because this is, this is a, an Indian man. Yeah, uh, once I realized it was it was Newton, I groaned, and only because I feel it continues a bit of a, like I was sitting there, I I groaned and I laughed, and I went, oh, like dude was like, yeah, I'm not you, you I'm, <laughs> I'm not pumping the brakes this week either. <laughs> and I but guess I, it's, I looked at each other and like, wait, wait, wait. I guess it's the wait, idea wait. is that it's a historical yeah. figure, and I'm really yeah. quite open with characters. If a doctor wants to be. Well, if they want to make the doctor female, they want to make the doctor black, they want the doctor gay. All those things are up for grabs. Cool beans. If Rose is going to be treasured, totally cool for that. Um, Hamilton, I got because it was a thematic, let's make everybody. Yeah. One his historical figure, I went, huh. Okay. Um, I did the little research afterwards because, like, the. <laughs> don't tell me Isaac Newton's show. got some sort of Indian heritage apparently like, are you serious i will okay yeah, I, I, I had a little deep dive because it was like they think he might have been gay and they think there's a chance that he had like some some like lineage that dates back to india so that i don't think that's the reason i think they went who's a comedian that we like and we can do this scene with who is this work with russell before oh is this someone who's worked with him before yeah he did uh he was in it's a sin and he does like a lot of comedy okay so russell's bringing his russell's getting the keys with tenant and he's going all his buddies are calling him up going i want to do a scene yeah. Just get me in for a scene. Yeah. 
And a moment of history is about to happen, Bowen. Uh, an apple falls. And then a bang. Oh. And more apples start to fall. And it's the TARDIS having crashed into the tree. And he's like, hi, I'm the doctor. This is Donna. Sorry, I didn't mean to be here. She spilled coffee. It's all an accident. And Donna shows up. And he's like, oh, that's Isaac Newton. You should appreciate. You, sh- you should appreciate the gravity of this situation. Yeah, and I d- they fly off. Yep. And um, Isaac is like, oh, what was that wonderful word? Savity, havity, mavity. And that's how we end. And a bunch of uh, science students all cried out going, no, it's a Latin word for gravitas. But cute little joke. Forget that. The version of me who goes, this isn't Loki logic. This is Doctor Who logic. <laughs> because they're going to say mavity for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And... That part of me goes, no, but it's not their timeline. It's kind of like Avengers logic. Regardless of the fact they've gone into the past and they've changed what's the present, it's still their individual pasts. And so they're not going to have forgotten the word mavity existed because they literally just said the word gravity and built up to it with no subtlety whatsoever. And now they they forget the word and it's automatically programmed as the new version into their psyches. Like... The doctor does pull if a face being like, oh, yeah, Mavity, oops. Yeah, yeah. But, but Donna wouldn't have. Like, it's still a word she'd used in her life for 30-something years. It doesn't rechange her. Into, or else every time something changed, they'd be butterfly affecting all over the place. I know it's just a joke, and I'm reading too much into this. But yeah. Because no, uh, the behind-the-scenes show, Doctor Who Unleashed, uh, there's like five minutes going, I don't know why I'm I'm saying Mavity because blah, 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 and Tennant had to do the, well, actually, according to time travel in the Doctor Who unit, blah, 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 blah. So, like, we, it's our dynamic. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's the cute little joke, and, you know, it's it's the, oh, look, it'll be a fun little romp. No, it's not. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a cute little romp. If they ever say the word gravity in the remainder of Doctor Who without correcting this somehow... I will I have be a feeling it's going to be like it's going to probably going to be Mavity because in that's like fine. 1970 something Elizabeth Sladen got the uh, the alphabet wrong in a line she uh, switched U and V around and since then it's been it's been like wrong since then. No, if they're gonna, if they're going to run with this, fine, run with it. A, a really strange choice, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Wild Blue Yonder by Russell the Davies. And uh, the TARDIS flies and crashes into a big metal wall and the doors burst open and Donna and the Doctor run out as the song Wild Blue Yonder is playing and a fireball follows them and Donna's scared if the TARDIS is all right and the Doctor looks in and it's, you know, it's it doesn't sound good. We don't see what it's like, but we just hear like the groaning of metal and the creaking and it's bad. They're really into this crashing into a wall thing. Oh, yeah, because the Children Need special does that, too. Yeah, yeah, I saw it there, and I was like, oh, you're, you're you're not doing this, like, a little bit. This is, like, something we do now. Yeah. Okay. Which is it is interesting, I guess. It's, hey, look how many times we can fit the, the TARDIS into something. And uh, Don is worried if they can get back home, and the Doctor thinks he can with the help of a sonic screwdriver and a non-sonic screwdriver, because the TARDIS regenerates, and the Doctor's going to try and make it regenerate again. He's basically uh, like restarting his PC in safe mode, is what he's doing yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> a, a hard reset, a safe reset. Yeah. And uh, he unscrews the lock, uh, shoves the sonic screwdriver in, and starts the, the reset. And uh, Donna's like, why was Wild Blue Yonder playing? 
And she was like, yeah, I used to sing it as a child in the choir. And I was, it reminded me of, uh, you remember when we did the Pandorica Open, like the the two-parter with the big bag? Yeah. And everything that was happening was because of Amy's memories being like, oh, the pa- uh, Pandora's box was my favorite story as a kid. Yeah. I loved Romans. Centurions and, and yeah. Yeah, something like that. And I'm maybe it's similar in Wolf. Wolf didn't like it because it was being, it was this happy song, but it was about the military. I yeah. appreciate the organic name dropping of Wolf in the first two mm. episodes. I thought this yeah. was clever. Yeah. And the dog's like, oh, maybe the song's playing because the TARDIS is at war with something. So the TARDIS can rebuild, so they're going to explore for a bit. And there's this big, long hallway of a spaceship when you saw a lot of green screen. This episode yeah. the TARDIS interior, I think. Yeah, I was, uh, I was sitting here. episode on a, on, a, on a soundstage. Yeah, I was sitting here kind of going... Everything I said about the power of a doctor's opening act and all the CGI there, I was like, okay, we got a fair bit of... Although, it's not a huge amount of time, and it wasn't all moving all the time. So, Mm. it wasn't the assault on the senses. I guess guess Russell's finding out what it's like to play with a... uh, to play with a fully CG... You know, the enhanced CGI capabilities of modern day, so power to him. Mm. And uh, over far wild blue yonder, uh, they see something, try to greet it, but it's too far away for them to actually figure out what it is. And the doctor wants to go and explore. And Donna just on my TV, stand. not only could I see what it was, I could read the serial number. Serial? Oh, oh yeah, your TV's <laughs> massive. No, I'm just, but I am joking. It was so far away. There's no way. <laughs> for a whole second, I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, the dog and the Donna's like, okay, fine. We'll, We'll, ju- we'll just explore. It's fine. It's it's not too bad. They've got air. They have light. They have mavity. And the doctor pulls her face, been like, yeah, mavity. Oops. And uh, there's something in the vents of the wall that's watching the two of them. And they're discussing, you know, how hot Isaac Newton was. And they're always like, yeah, he was really hot. Oh, I wonder. I guess I, I do say that now, being a bit more open about, you know, who he is. And I was like, well, I didn't think it was that far below the surface. Well, so waiting for that the doctor far. to come out. I, I'm I'm all about these ways in which we distinguish 14 from 10 mm. as the same guy, but an evolution of the same guy. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally here for it. Yeah, it's fun. It's cute. Yeah. And it, it reminds me because obviously like they always have that that like back and forth, not like insulting, but jokey nature. So it, it makes sense for me. But before we can focus on the Doctor's newfound sexuality, the TARDIS blares and takes off and leaves them stranded. No Sonic, no TARDIS just stuck and they don't know where they are and they're arguing because they're who's really at fault don is at fault here my uh, answer yeah i mean if you go back to the genesis of what caused problems sure yeah she's she spilled the coffee and they calm down they're like well, okay we're in the same boat she cries because she's 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 away she can't get back to rose and sean and sylvia can i just and, say uh, that doc- no one does yeah i'm so sorry I can't fix this necessarily, like David Tennant. His facial is just perfect. This episode is very much how much acting can we get out of Tennant and Tate yeah. in 50 minutes. And I think I think it does it well. And uh, the Doctor promises, you know, we'll get home. There's one hope, because there's this thing called the HADS, which is the uh, hostile action detecting system. And if the, if the TARDIS is in danger... It caused it to, to go away until the danger's over. One time, the Doctor was stuck at, uh, floating about for three years because he didn't realize it was on. 
I like to think this was the twelfth Doctor, and that's why he's so good at playing the electric guitar. Maybe. Um, There was a thing where he said, um, usually it's turned off, but in the rebooting cycle, it must have gone back to default because Mm. rather than just be a magic doohickey that's never happened, which is one of my, you know, the sonic screwdriver can now create force fields kind kind of a thing we're just going to create a new power of the week this wasn't this had an organic storyline reason to explain why it showed up out of the Mm. wild blue yonder and uh i felt i didn't feel the anger i felt last time i went you've done a good enough job explaining it fair enough i'm here for it and if the tardis is rebuilding that means it's going to have to run away until it's fixed and there's something on this ship that's so bad it made the tardis run away so they want to go kick its ass and back to the hallway and something's still watching them. And Donna starts talking about her choir teacher, Mrs. Bean, and they laugh about her name being Mrs. Bean. And uh, they walk through the uh, the entire layout of the, of the hallway begins to change in form. And a word starts to blare, which is Fem's Law. And it, after it's reconfiguring, the doctor thinks, oh, maybe... I don't know what that word is. I've never heard it before because the TARDIS is gone, which means it can't translate. And he knows only 500 million whatever languages, and this isn't one of them. Horse language, I guess, is the reveal. And um, the Doctor finds a hatch which creates a hover car. And they drive closer to see the... the <laughs> convenient hover car is convenient. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, wow, this thing, this button must be this fine yeah and uh the robot it's a robot and it's slowly walking ever so slowly one step like every 300 years a long time and uh the doctor and donna name him jimbo and uh something someone got this very old robot uh to walk very slowly down a long uh, corridor that keeps changing and the doctor can't figure out why they drive further down until they reach the end of the corridor and there's a new room and it's a big empty pilot room. I think when we're not in the corridor, it, it doesn't look as bad because these are real sets. Oh no, this is fine. Is yeah, once we got here and got to a real yeah. set, I was happy. And uh, the doctor starts to try and translate uh, the the num- the one to ten to read the base code. He's just reading it, not, not saying it out loud, as will be apparent later on. And he reads the life signs and there's there's none. And the spaceship, though, powered down with an airlock being opened three years ago, and then it closed. And the ship's been empty for at least three years. And the Doctor then finds a drone with a camera and sees, you know, where where uh, they are. It's this massive, uh, long, long ship, just in, in a black void, essentially. And uh, it finds them, and they're like, oh, cool. But Donna notices there are no stars. They're in space with, with nothing. And then the Doctor realizes. <laughs> so because I've misread the the... <laughs> because i've misread the title i keep waiting for the, in the i keep waiting for the reveal to be because you're in the ocean it looks black like space <laughs> but it's not space because you're underwater <laughs> that's really so you've had a completely different reading of the entire episode until a certain point where i went okay maybe they just haven't explained where they came from the sea i was like yeah. at some point i went okay once they explained where they were i went fair enough but yeah <laughs> Uh, the ship, it turns out, is lost, and it fell through a wormhole into the edge of the universe. And I looks out, looks out, and there's there's nothing, just this black nothingness. And the concept of everything should not have an edge; it should be impossible. Mm. But according to was it Cambodian metaphysics something, 
Yeah, well, once we discover that that Cambodian something with math, yeah, yeah. Um, polymaths, like yeah. Um, I I love stuff like this. I love when they go to the end of time. I love when they go to the edge of the universe. Mm. Um, I love it whenever my preconceived notions are challenged, and mm, so and you, especially the doctors, because you feel you feel the like the, the intensity of it because the doctor doesn't yeah. know what's going on. He says, "I've never been out this far." Mm. I'm like, "Wow, that's something." And all we know is, 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 is travel in the TARDIS linear. Can you, yeah. or, or is it like, I always thought it was like you pop up, you pop up. And there's just sort of a, a thing as the TARDIS figures itself out. But is there actual journey time? Don't know. Possibly. Yeah. And uh, they, they look out and it's like Donna's family is like a hundred trillion light years away. I think it was 300 trillion. Like it was a oh, long, God. yeah. And then they hear this metal clang and they run to the corridor to see what caused it. But. They can't find anything, so the Doctor just assumes the ship's settling in some way. And then another word, uh, Collis, and then the ship reconfigures and the, the robot moves a little more and the robot goes, maybe it's a countdown, or it could be this thing, or that thing. And they walk into another room and it's uh, this orange glowing room with, it looks like loads of uh, like filing cabinets, essentially. The use and of the light was a- really necessary in this episode for what they were going mm. to do. Yeah. And uh, the the doctor says it's a base plate repetition filament room, and the doctor wants to uh, Donna to put a load of goopy rectangles higher up to try and get the ship to be uh, powered on, so they have a an idea of where they can go. And he's going to go somewhere else. And Donna doesn't want the doctor to leave, even though he's like, oh, well, no one else is on board. And but there's the hostile action, and then there's the weird clanging noise again that goes off to what he says is this spindle, which is just loads of water and pipes and whatnot. And we go back to Donna and she notices that it's getting really cold. And the doctor shows up. Did you clock? When did you clock that something was off? I made the mistake. I look at my phone for a second. Ah. So that didn't help. Um, like I said, it was really important the, the way they use light. I guess when I said light, I should mean color. Mm. Because I'm like, wait, why is it in the orange and the blue? What? And then I think it was... I did wonder why he was just sitting down and letting her do all the work. Yeah. He sit. He just sits down and then I was like, oh, I wonder how long like Rose and Sean and everyone will wait for the TARDIS. Maybe Rose will move on and she'll go to the alley once a year. But, but Sean, will, he'll, he'll go back every day. And she hopes that the Doctor gets to know him, and the Doctor hopes so too. And then we go back to the Doctor in the blue room, and he's busy working, and then Donna enters, and the Doctor notices that it's getting cold. And then back to Donna, and the Doctor's talking about Will, and he's like, oh, he's such, such a nice man. I'd love to see him again. And then back to the Doctor. And he's like, oh, I wonder what happened to the TARDIS. Maybe it's found by a tribe and gets worshipped until, you know, civilization dies and the TARDIS still lives there and stays there. And Donna asks if the Doctor misses home. And he's like, yeah, but it, it got complicated and that's the least of their problems. And back to Donna and the Doctor goes, my arms are too long. My arms are too long. And Donna starts to get hungry because she's not eaten since, you know, the Meep arrived the night before. And he says, we get hungry, don't we? And back to Donna, to, to the to the doctor. And Donna says, her arms are too long. Her arms are too long. Have a look. And there's this massive arm just slumped on the floor. This isn't Donna. 
We go back to Art, the real Donna, and she hears the Doctor shouting for her in the other room, and then who she thought was the Doctor's arm start to grow and slump to the floor as well, and she starts to run. All practical. These are, these are all practical little, like, arm appendages, which is cool. Big, weird, goopy gelatin arms. So, at this point, when did you start? To, was it the, my arms are too long part? Well, I already, I already thought something was up when we went to the blue room. Mm. And I was like, hang on. And so I rewound and I went, okay. So, at this point, I go two options. Number one, there's some sort of duplication process taking place where we're playing with time. Or number two, something is imitating them. And I went right to number two, something's imitating them because we've yeah. had that point of view shot from inside the vents. I thought something's copied them. Um, the thing meets midnight in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was just like, all right, here comes... Uh, and the arms are too long. was just, okay, here's the actual thing, which actually both makes them different which which is going to be needed because they're, they're going to step things up bit by bit by bit as mm. far as the ability to distinguish between them which is part of the the thing about this episode i think is well done um and then the other thing is that it does allow donna a chance to and the doctor but both a chance to escape just by running beside them and out mm. and, and and actually also lets the the actors have a go at what would play in themselves but not quite play in themselves be like i think it's a fun acting challenge oh yeah and the, the the real Doctor and Donna run into each other as their doppelgangers say, you know, oh, the notion of shapes limits us and their mass. And the Doctor tries to run away and the doubles have problems with their jaws that drop to the floor and their knees and they have too many knees and they start to, to the bones sound like they're cracking. And uh, the doubles said they came from nothing and the Doctor and Donna, they're not nothing. And the real ones run away to the hover car. And they're being chased by their doubles as they're growing, misshapen and deformed, and the faces are stretching out and looking all weird and uh, Snapchat filtery. And the, the hover car gets swiped by uh, the large Donna's hand and it crashes. But the doubles are too big now oh. to actually be the right size and they get stuck within the corridor. Yeah, uh, something this episode showed me is there's a lot of physical limitations for Catherine Tate, it seems like, these days. She runs very slowly. Anything physical yeah. was very slowly. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Donna Lobo was never exactly Billy Piper running down the corridor. Mm. You know what I mean? But I was like, oh, it just makes me a bit sad because we're all getting older. It's what happens. Um, I, I don't know. There's limits to my Donna Noble. I'll get you kind of stuff. Um, but the visual, the two of them stuck wedged into the um, ex the complete extreme of the volume of the corridor. Mm. It was a good visual. It was a good visual, um, as was the doctor trying to uh, welcome them to the universe or something like that <laughs> briefly. Um, no, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's, mm. it, it's a fun, easy to get uh, challenge. And they've now beat this chapter. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, because I saw people get like really annoyed about the episode in general, because they thought it was because they were keeping it under wraps a lot. There was no real ads for like stuff for it in the trailer. The um the the cast list they had in the Doctor Who magazine was like David Tennant, Catherine Tate, redacted, redacted, redacted. One of those is someone else. But I've come to the 
the conclusion two of those redacteds is David's head at a Catherine Tate again. Yeah, which I, think is, I think is really funny. It's like the um when we did one division and Paul Bettany was like, I got to play a scene with someone I've admired for a long time, and it was just him talking about himself. Yeah, it, it, it makes that a bit more like that doesn't feel like as overhyped. Mm-hmm. And I think Russell even says like the the concern I've had is I've been building this episode up and not showing anything, and I've got a feeling people are going to think Matt Smith's going to be there or Peter Capaldi, but it's just a uh, how do you how do you, how do you explain this kind of episode without spoiling like yeah. the big sort of fears? Yeah, I don't know. It's like the same with Midnight. How do you explain that to someone without going? This is where being outside the bubble, I think, was probably really enjoyable for me because I I didn't have any expectations. I just went and went, oh, what's he doing this week? And uh, the same was like, oh, because I saw people going, oh, maybe Susan shows up. Maybe blah, blah. It's just going to be like a small, like a You don't have enough space in three episodes to do that. Your big big final payoff is going to happen at the end of this episode. That's who it is. So, exactly. Yeah. And the doctor wants to investigate, and uh, they said Donna's like maybe they they appeared through that airlock uh, three years ago, and they wonder what's going on because the mass isn't correct, and they've been stealing the heat from the ship, and that's why everything's getting so cold. But they also retain the thoughts because Donna mentioned Gallifrey, the doctor said Wilf, and it copies the memories. But why why does it hate them so much? But there's no time to ask because they're starting to shrink. And the doctor and Donna climb the real doctor and Donna climb up a ladder to a vent, but the words begin again and the room reshapes, separating them. Donna flies down like what turns into like a slide, and the doctor just switches around like in a Scooby-Doo thing. And uh, they have to try and find each other in these dark, separate corridors without being found by the doubles, though. This is always the a music gr- thing. This is always a great tactic whenever Doctor Who does it. We'll split up our people. You can hear their voices through the corridors, and you can't fully trust anything you're going to run into, uh, whether it's hallucinations or, in this case, whether it's uh, doppelgangers. Mm. Um, I think this is great because as the, along with them, as the audience, we don't know who's real and who's not, so that's mm. brilliant. And Donna starts to hear footsteps, but nothing shows up. And then there's a jump scare of the door shutting. And then the doc they, they enter a room and the doctor finds Donna. And Donna finds the doctor. But who's who? And the thing I like about this as well is I'm not really sure, wh- like, even when they enter, if that was the real doctor. Who which doctor is it Donna. and which Donna is it? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's pleading that they're the real one and they start to ask ask questions. And it's like, and this is brilliant because this is yeah. always what you do in these things. Tell me, blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you do when they think like you as well? Exactly. Oh, it's that's like, good. Well, that, that can't work this time. So one doctor has the idea to take his tie off to prove it's not him because, you know, they might be using different perceptions of surface and skin. So by taking the clothes off, that'll be a uh, like a way to figure out. And I fell for this. Yeah, this is great. This is yeah. great. It's the kind of thing that 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 Tim would do, or any doctor, really. But yeah. And then Donna asked the doctor, "Well, where was I born?" She's like, "No, no, no, Southampton. Let me tell you this story." And then the other Donna asked the doctor what he knows, but all where he's from. But all four of them know that he's from Gallifrey. But then that Donna says, "You're not. That's not your home. You don't know where you're from." And the doctor gets. He's like, "How did you know that?" How, do, how does anyone, how does Donna know that? And when Donna says, well, when I was the Dr. Donna, I saw inside your mind and I saw everything since after you left and it hurt. And there was like, you're just, you're just trying to break me down. 
and she mentions you know she's i saw in your head i saw the flux and he starts to break it destroyed half the universe because of me and we're on the edge of creation which was destroyed because of me and of course i keep running i can't look back on that Adonis screams like it's not your fault and he knows and donna apologizes and there's this like this childlike fear and he's like donna is that you he needs it to be her in that moment yeah and he's like i missed you so much and as she walks she melts because she couldn't keep the the form together and there there's just this fear on him he's like and this fake don is now saying you know we've watched this universe for so long and you get to own it to be you would be a prize meanwhile the real donna now as we figure out is telling the this story about how she was born and how she's never let that go and then uh she notices the doctor's tie is gone mm-hmm. it's not on the floor and then the fake doctor goes oh yeah when something's gone it i get it now existing. when something's gone it's still yeah, yeah. it keeps existing there was it was uh, it reminded me of um there was there was another episode ages ago and i i can't remember it off the top of my head but it's that same kind of oh yeah we do this th- i oh it's prisoner zero and prisoner zero is like Oh yeah, the mouth ma- the mouth's always the difficult part when it's like I think it's uh, Olivia Coleman. Mm. It's that kind of thing of oh that's like sinister. And um, uh, you know, something is gone, it keeps existing, as we said, and then he just contorts and his head's underneath his legs. <sighs> it doesn't look great, but you know, is it there's a charm to it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, nothing too egregious. Like it's yeah. I said that I went, all right. And he's like, oh, why did he travel with you? You're so stupid. And starts like crab walking after her and she runs away. And the doctor at the same time is having a breakdown about the flux and the timeless child from the 13th doctor's era. Yeah, this is all stuff that I didn't know anything about. So um, it feels like we found a new way to let him carry some pain. Because last time around, Tenon was carrying the pain of he killed all the time lords and all the daleks that was his pain that he was carrying was yeah. uh, he ended the time war by doing the thing that that no one else could do but now is is carrying that burden and it feels like we went well no surprise we already knew the daleks were back but we found a way to bring back gallifrey and we're like we need to have another way for him to have that that guilt so let's do this and i i'm i'm very because there are all these people they're gonna retcon the timeless child and the flux and blah 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 and I'm glad, even if it's just a line, I'm glad they went. No, this this is no. This seems part. like he's establishing yeah. this is part of this character, yeah. Hmm. Uh, which is really funny though, because for the last like what Flux was ended about two years ago, I think today, um, or tomorrow, and for the last two years there have been all these fans going, no, 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 no. I know you think they didn't re- resolve the Flux on screen, but the all of the universe is fixed. And Russell went, no. Half the universe is decimated. Have fun. I, I don't know how that, there'll probably be some way to fix that, but it's you know it's 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 a second burden of of like mm-hmm. of of deaths of billions, and uh, the doctor just breathes for a second, and says, "Good," and then he's time to be brave again. And uh, another word, another ship change, another robot step, and four doors open at the same time. And there's two doctors, two donners, and the doctor wants to talk to the doctor about for a second about you know all of this and you've got these quick pans between the two so you can you can edit it easily and like not maybe not seamlessly but still go oh i see this is the conversation it's flowing and donna's like well i'm stupid and one of the doctors go you don't you don't think you're stupid 
and then both Donnas say that she does. I don't think she's stupid, says the Doctor, but sometimes she thinks she's brilliant and she can think both things at the same time because people from Earth believe two different things at the exact same time. And that's true. Donna and the Doctor embrace and uh, they realize who's who and the doubles start to grow and they still can't get the knees and the arms right. So the Doctor starts this lie. He's like, oh, well, in our world, demons and, and spirits and blah, 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 they they can't cross a line of salt but they and they can only do it after they count every single grain. And it's a superstition, but it's also the truth. So two things can be true at once. So stop copying me, he says. Just make up your own mind. And Donna's double gives in and starts counting every single grain. And while that's happening, the doctor asks his double what they want. And he realizes the doubles are starting to acclimatize because there it's not cold anymore. They're trying to fully become them because the TARDIS will come back and they know that the TARDIS can take them back. And the doubles want to travel the universe. They felt the universe from this corner of nothingness, and it shaped them to be bad. They felt the war and blood and fury and haste. And Donna says, well, there's more to us than that. And Donna's double goes, well, love letters don't travel that far. And neither do the lies. And then she blows the salt. And then there's another word, a ship shift, and the robot moves again. And time is running out. And the Donner and uh, the Doctor, they like they have another Scooby-Doo wall wall change, and they run away, and they're again trapped between a glass wall and their doubles, like in last episode. Mm. And the Doctor's like, well, ten minutes ago, they would have ripped this door off, but the doubles are taking form, and it's almost complete. And now we're trying to figure out exactly what, what why they're doing this. What is what is the end game? What caused any of this? All all the different things. Because Donna's going, well, they're trying to scare us. Can they just turn into us hidden away? And that's how the Doctor realizes, well, they're using our thoughts, our fears to manifest themselves. So you can't think. It's like that Peter Capaldi episode with the space heist. Don't, don't think about anything at all. Yep. And they try to stop thinking because if they're slow, the doubles can't read anything. And then the doubles say, well, how can you not think in a ship full of questions? Why is the robot doing this? Why are the words happening? Why is the ship changing? What's that clanging sound? And the doctor can't help it. And he just has to think. And <laughs> the doubles start chanting, think, 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 think. I relate to, to, to 14 so much. I can't stop thinking. My mind is always full of things. Mm -hmm. And the doctor opens like the sun visor uh, thing. And we look into space and there's not the ocean. Core. Not the ocean, <laughs> the corpse of the captain, and it's like a horse, per like a horse head skeleton. Yeah, I don't really fully get this. Yeah, yeah, it's just something. Um, and the banging is from like the chain, the link of the spacesuit, uh, hitting the hitting the ship, and the captain has been circling forever, caught in the gravity field. The what? Oh, sorry, the mavity field. The doctor yeah. corrects himself, and um. Why is the captain outside in a spacesuit with spacesuit with no helmet? And why don't the doubles know? Because they want to know. And Donna tells him, you need to stop or it's going to be too late. And the captain wanted to stop them, clearly. And the airlock wasn't them coming in. It was her coming out. She killed herself to hide her thoughts. She knew with the lost ship, if they, found, if they were found, it'd destroy the world. And they nearly copied her fully, but they could have... And they could have killed her and then flown the ship wherever they wanted to cause war. So she ends her life to hide whatever it was. And I guess to hide died. knowledge of how to fly the ship. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it meant that because she died, they could never be, be her, never be complete. So they lost every ability to, to get away. And then another word, and another robot movement. And the captain calmly set something into motion, the doctor says, to stop the doubles. And it's all about being slow. And this is when the doctor tries to stop himself, but his double catches on. The doubles don't understand the slowness of anything. The words are slowly said to slowly reconfigure the walls. The robot slowly makes it way, its way to a very slow bomb. And the words are a very slow countdown. And the doctor's like, see, I told you, I knew it was easy. It was easy. It was a countdown the whole time. And the doubles try to run off. Because the whole thing is the Doctor can't translate it, and because he just read the base code, he he wasn't reading it out loud. So he wasn't going, oh yeah, Fen's Law's 10, uh, Collis is 9, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then uh, the countdown has to be sped up, though, to try and stop them getting there anytime soon and stopping the robot. But the doubles in L is smart as they are, so they bypass all of the things the Doctor did to try and lock them in. And now they're on three. And the doubles rush after the, the robot, and the Doctor and Donna are chasing their doubles. And the Doctor catches up with himself as Donna and her double uh, fight. But the Doctor's double goes down on all fours like a beast because, you know, he's, he's shape-shifting. And the countdown reaches two. And the robot gets ready to push the button. And the Doctor realizes, wait a minute. If he runs out of time, the hostile action's going to end, and the time machine would know exactly when that would happen. So right on time, the TARDIS appears floating ever so slightly materialized in front of him and it plays wild blue yonder again and he enters the TARDIS and uses it like a hoverboard in uh, Back to the Future and he goes to the Donners and now he has to figure out which Donner is the real Donner and he says well, what, was the, what was the name of your choir teacher they both say Mrs. Bean and then he asks what, what was so funny about her name being Mrs. Bean and one of the Donners stammers and, yeah, stammers and she's like, uh, it was because it's the name of a vegetable given to a woman. And then the other Donner just goes, it just is. And the doctor picks the Donner that said it just is and shuts the door and the other Donner starts begging for him to come yeah, back. Yeah, so were you thinking that the one who said it just is was the right answer? I did. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Because I was like, she was she was confident she like she was so self-assured of it there's no there's no other reason it needs to be given and that would be the perfect yeah. thing to fake out someone who looks for a reason exactly because the other donors go oh well it was this thing and it doesn't sound it sounds like a needs lie. a reason yeah 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 and he has the wrong donor and the music tells us this and the double stares around the tardis if you will the uh the doppel doctor donna yeah just thought it's I'd. Too, it's too many words. I've been be I've been sitting on that for about fifteen minutes now. The double doctor. Yep, yep. I was just like, I know what I can talk about it. Here's where. And the re- the real Donna watched on in horror as the detonation begins. I think Catherine Tate's performance here is bri- like she that that's fear. Yeah, on 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 the Catherine Tate scale. I don't know. I've never really been a huge Catherine Tate, and it's also Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. Mm. sitting there going i'll never see my kids unlike last time she's got something to lose this time and that's been an interesting development in her character it has and the doctor's double burns and she has to wait for it this long corridor she there's no way yeah this felt like a little bit of the old school russell t davies special effects coming back (laughs) yeah and the doctor looks to the double of donna and realizes she goes your arms are a little bit too long uh, and to the rescue, though, Donna saves, uh, is saved by the doctor, and he ejects the fake Donna out with uh, the. Turns out the like the staircase can just flip 
like a like a was it a what, what a castles have drawbridge there we go like a, she just flips out and uh the doctor saves the real donna and they hug it out on the tardis uh floor as it takes off and there was like, I kind of regret what I did with the salt because it would usually be a lie, but the edge of the universe, the walls are thin and all things become possible. Explain this to uh, me because this the, I was like, what are you on about, man? I I think it's something it's something to do with 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 our with our villain of, of the weakness. Somehow week. that's gonna feed back into that. That's all I've got. Yeah, yeah. Um the doctor has this feeling that something is being is gonna be let in because he's broken down the 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 walls of reality ever so slightly because he made a superstition become real but then it was proven fake yeah i don't know <laughs> i'll 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 explain it like in like probably like five minutes no right. and um i will say i i hope to god we kind of resolve the fact that the doctor took the wrong donna next week i feel there needs to be fallout from that one oh yeah, I just think it's one last jump scare for the. I, mean, I was saying like, one. There's no way they're really gonna let Donna die. There's no there seems way. To be a threat. There seems to be a theme with these two episodes that we think Donna's gonna die and then she doesn't. So maybe that makes us go, "Oh, next week she won't die. She'll be fine." And now this is gonna be the thing that makes her go, "I'm done." Yeah, I'm this done. Is, this is her Dan moment. I was so close. Yeah, this is her. Yeah. yeah, I was so close, and I've enjoyed it. It's been great to see you one last time, but it gave me a chance to think what's what's more important to me. And clearly, the more important mm. thing for me to do is be with my family. I think that's pretty much how you write that. Mm. You know, what's a fate worse than death for for the Doctor being stuck a with Catherine Tate, actively choosing to leave him. Yeah, I can't trust you anymore. You oh, know? yeah. Just fall it like just not even like falling out, just growing apart because it's been fifteen years. They're both so different. Now. We're different people now. Yeah, yeah. I feel that's that that that's more tragic than a death because mm -hmm. that regret is going to live like is living on. Yep. And the doctor's like, ah, oh, pivots. Uh, he needs to pivot, and he's like, the other Donna, she she remembered everything that that I experienced after I left you for you fifteen years ago, and she's like, do you remember? She's like. Well, no, it was just too much for my mind, like looking into a furnace. And there was like, okay, so so what did I miss? And the doctor's still a bit too scared to talk about everything that happened. And she asked, well, what happened? He just says a lot. Are you okay? I, I will be. When? A million years. And the TARDIS lands. And he's like, oh, I might be a day or two out, but it's time to leave. And look who's waiting for them. A very happy old man. Wilfred Mott, Bernard Cribbins. And we were told he would be there every day with his wheelchair and his thermos. So that explains yeah. why they open. So he's at the right place, just not the right time. Yeah. And he's happy again. They all reunite. And uh, a, a sad fact, this was the first scene that uh, Bernard Cribbins got to film for the special. And also the last scene, because about three or four days later, Bernard Cribbins passes away. Wait, so is this all we're getting? This is well, this is the thing. I, I assume there'll be something they can do because the way that this ends, I'm I think they it's like I might be the Carrie Fisher problem where you know they because there's footage in the behind the scenes documentaries of Bernard Cribbings at, at the, those table readings, and he's there from the first episode. They do it and they do all three episodes during the day, like for the table readings. So they'll have audio. Technically, they could use audio from the from the table. Reading. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I do wonder because they were like, there'll probably be like some Stan. Maybe we just see him from the back or something. I can't then... think of anybody who would be more. If you can use technology, get me to the finish line on this. Mm. Like the, he, the guy he, he loved like, playing Wilf. Because yeah. even in the documentary, he was like, Russell called me up and said, because they still, they would still hang out. And he was like, I, I want you to come back to Doctor Who. He was like, give me the script then. Like yeah. he, he was fully on board and you yeah. can see he can see that in his face uh, he's they're beaming and the doctor open uh, opens the door and steps out and they embrace and oh it's it's oh, it's lovely it's so and no Wolf one says, does you know, crying happy like bernard cribbins yeah oh that's a I shame because i had in my head how i wanted this all this whole thing to end mm. Ooh, oh huh how how did you want it to end? I wanted him to have to. He was something was going to happen. He was going to knock four times. Because I I think you have to have symmetry. He had the perfect send off as ten. You have his first line's the same line again, right? Yeah. His last line's got to be the last line again. There's got to be a bookend. I would have been interesting if. And instead of raging now, you hear those four knocks, and it's like a sad yeah. smile of acceptance, going. Fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Of course it is. Ah, mm. uh, now granted, I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's 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 so hard to divorce this because he's he's literally in the episode before. Yeah. So it's not that he didn't want to do it. It's not that we're. Exp- I don't think, think we're. Expo- what you do with Carrie Fisher? I don't think we're exploiting his memory. If you have the if you have the audio if you have the, the audio, surely there's yeah. something we can do. I, I assume it must. I, I guess we'll find out. I guess, are, we won't have to wait long. Yeah. Yeah. We won't have to wait. We're, well, this is, this is come out Monday. So you've only got like, what? Five, five days. days. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's probably more that's been filmed. Yeah. Maybe even if it's just like, not even B roll, but just like different bits of footage. I think there's probably a way that you can make it a, a nice send off. Yeah. But, um, it's not really nice. Is I, I think though, the last time he saw the doctor, he, he's crying, he's bawling his eyes out, but there's just, there's happiness and smiles and wolf says you know i never lost faith i knew the doctor would come back and save us all and then it says save us save you from what also where's the family oh the family is safe they're fine they're bunkering down but what's wrong and then an explosion goes off behind them and then a load of people come into the street fighting with pots and pans from the kitchen and wolf says every everyone's gone going mad the whole world is coming to to an end and a plane begins to crash and all three of them enter the TARDIS to safety. And that's where we end. And then um, after the credits, we got a, a teaser trailer for the next episode. I did not watch it. It's like maybe 30 seconds. I don't think it really gives much away, but it's basically just going, Hey, look, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, really? Okay. The doctor's final story. And then also shooty Gat were in the TARDIS. Oh, so that, there's a lot to to think about because obviously oh, we're, we're getting yeah. shooty. I my what I was gonna say because now we're in we're in the giggle territory, I guess, which is the final episode, and that is Neil Patrick Harris, the celestial toy maker. My thing about the salt is because the Doctor, the last time, at least in TV, when he fought the celestial toy maker in the missing episodes, the celestial toy maker. Um, he basically was like, hey, this is how I stopped the toy maker for now. Kind of in a ruse or a lie. 
So because the concept of the rules and lies being true and not, maybe that's a way that he's uh, able to take yeah. it out. Okay. But um, no, it'll be interesting. I think I know how the next one will open. It'll be very interesting to see how that goes. But that was wild. That's not, we're not talking about the, the gig. We're talking about Wild Blue Yonder. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I loved this episode. Mm. I loved this episode. It was the thing I didn't realize we needed, which is we need the doctor, we need Donna, and we need a one-off out of the, the bottle episode. We just need a one-off, just here's a really small group of characters, and let's have them do all the act against each other. Because mm. episode one was full of so much story to write you out of where you'd been. We had to bring Donna back with her memories so she could acknowledge yeah. it's the doctor. We get one proper story. And then we got to, and then we got to go. So individual, fully self-contained thing. Mm. And then we got one more in which we're just, we had a lot to do in that last episode. So yeah, I love this. I thought it was great. I thought mm. if, if you said, Hey, forget if episode one's a disaster, if episode three's a disaster, you got this one thing out of it. Worth it. Worth it. It's yeah. a 15 year anniversary episode, if nothing else. And I said to someone, I was like, the Star Beast feels like a return to like it's a return to Donna, it's resetting the status quo. Wild Blue Yonder is like that is your final proper romp, like the old yeah. times. Like if you said this was like a scrap series four episode, I'll go, Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's fine. Th- this this is that. And then the giggle is, you know, the farewell to it all, the, the end of it, presumably. And we're but, set we're just we're just setting the table for shooting next week. That's all that's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll introduce yeah. we, we got a lot who to introduce too. I mean, this was great. This was nothing new need to be introduced. It was a one off. Will it have some ramifications? Sure, we can draw on a line here and there, but but overall, really, really um no, nah, just 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 great. I think it also it shows that the Doctor and Donna have changed because, like, mm-hmm. if I watched a series four episode in this, I go, "Oh, there is not just like obviously the the aging, but like just within within the the way their personalities are." Don is like is still acting different than she did fifteen years ago. I think that's it's not like, "Oh wow, come on, Spaceman, let's go on another adventure." Blah blah. blah. But there, you feel more stakes. You actually feel. You feel time has changed she's, since they've left. She's weighing her priorities. And she's yeah. going, my priorities aren't what they were. And that's quite a natural part of aging, I think. Mm. Um, it's, it's strange how a little spaceman in a blue box can be used to teach us things about humanity. But such is. Mm. So, what was your favorite moment or element? Favorite moment is uh, the two of them arguing about whose fault this is. Mm. Um, yeah. I always like the big, the big acting moments. And yeah. so... Even the body chemistry between them when they kind of like calm down for a yeah, second. They're trapped in that small room trying to go, whose fault is this? And he comes back to it. You spilt the cake. Nope. Nope. And she's hanging. Nope. 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 I won't. And, but it's there and it's unsaid mm-hmm. and it's absolutely true. And, um, and, you know, the stakes as far as personal circumstance are as big as they can be. Um, so yeah, I really like that. Um, I mean, Tennant got a, got a few opportunities to sort of dust off the acting this week, but uh, mm. that was my favorite. How about you? Uh, it's the lack of, like, I thought I knew who was who. The amount of... Like, when, oh, really? Like, yeah. I'll, take the t- I'll take the tie off. I went, that, that's the doctor. That's the that's doctor. Clever. That's clearly yeah, yeah. the doctor. Yeah. And even, and then we got to Donna and Donna's like, we haven't had a, a moment to talk about what's happened. But we need a moment. Went, that's clearly Donna. She's... And I'm ro- almost every time 
And I really appreciate that because they're even, but you can peg it in, in, in an instant because there's these little subtle performance changes. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so good. Even the way that Tennant sl- sits down, like when he appears for the first time as the double and just starts talking, you're, that's weird. So you watched this twice, I'm assuming, as, as yeah, per usual. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause it gives you a chance to look, it gives you a chance to look at the performances knowing who's who. Yeah, which was yeah. interesting the second time around. I think because with the Star Beast, I was I was going, oh yeah, going through the motions, typing, typing, <sighs> typing. But because not much happened, like I don't have to. No, not much, much happens. Yeah, because it it's um it's a lot of like there's these this slow moment like tensions building, so I get to sort of write about that. But I get to focus on on the camera movement, yeah, the, the way that the, the the subtle performances, and I'm going, oh, this is L- this is good. Less is more, man. Mm. Last week was just like here's everything all right why is the meep yeah. here the meep's getting in the way can we find something else i think this little mini series is kind of giving everyone what they want like someone wants a big bombastic tale you get the star beast of, of a family like that, that's your that's your kids episode this is your like for fans of blink and midnight yeah, yeah i was stunned um i went on i was on the uh the forum for post wrestling as i'm known mm. today which i very rarely do anymore actually but i was on there and there's a doctor who feedback there's a few of us and the one guy's like oh is it just me or was episode one so superior to episode two and i'm like i could not disagree more <laughs> i could not disagree more I if you want slow burn episode if you want the big moments yeah of mm. course donna remembers great but if you want what feels like a classic doctor who adventure with the doctor and donna it's this oh yeah it's not top tier, but it's pretty strong. I didn't think I knew. I think I thought I knew what I wanted for this, and I was like, oh, I'll be this thing. I didn't know I oh. wanted this. I, I'm right there with you. I did not yeah. know I need. I wanted three chapters to a story, and instead it said, mm. no, 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 you're having a one-off in the middle of the edge of the universe. And I was like, I don't know. F- moving on to the next. No, I totally needed mm. this. So, And I think because of that, it's led me going into that those final couple minutes in, the, in, in that episode. I'm going, oh where do we go from here this is really like it's it's been slowly building me up i watched uh, i watched a classic uh first doctor episode serial the other day called the web planet and there's 15 minutes in one of the episodes where one of the characters is just slowly making their way across the thing and i'm going oh i'm really uncomfortable because i don't know what's coming and i got that same kind of vibe where it's just it's unsettling but enough that you kind of peg what's going on because you didn't name it i i have to draw more attention to uh, david Tennant's second tantrum of the episode which is where he's dealing with the his post flux confession to the doppel dr donna and he's kind of kicking and, and and getting out of his system and you're like ooh, there's there's a rage there's an anger mm. here and i i love it maybe 10 was the sad doctor maybe 14's got a bit of nine's anger in him he because that's, the, that's but the but thing. like a silent because he 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 carries that burden alone and again what's going to happen when he's left again he continues to carry that burden alone yeah because 10's anger was very much built on you know oh it's this and i'm sad because rose is gone and i'm still i have to make the sacrifice again this is what i do people leave me Mm, but but now 14 has all of everything else that 10 experienced but also 11 with the ponds and and all of that 12 with bill and and being with river one last time and losing clara and all that and the same with 13 so there's every it's like 
15,000 years for him is just in that moment of of like before okay calm back to because it's 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 such a it's a it's a lonely moment of vulnerability how much would you freak out if you got one more river song i've been thinking about this oh is it too much i i don't know because i the the wedding of river song no the husbands of river song is such a lovely send-off but I've been thinking because when she sees it has Tem to be a cameo, time, it can't be a major yeah. story point. When she sees Ten that first time, she's like, "Your eyes look much younger. I've seen that face before, but your eyes are younger." Mm. And that can be one of two things. That, that can, can be Capaldi be, versus yeah, that yeah. can be because obviously Ten, like eleven and twelve. But you can do it with fourteen. Eyes. But then there is that thing. It could be because she oh. saw fourteen once. And he looks old. We just have to know that it's not that she's out of her linear storyline. That's yeah. all. We have to, and you have to place it. She'll have to do a line where she places where she is within her timeline. I'd be okay if this is like the last event she has before the 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 husbands of River Song before she like sees twelve for that final time. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Mm. It'd be nice because it'd be a moment because we've had the big, we've had rose we've had wealth we can't bring everybody back together because they're all you know either on different dimensions or you know canceled <laughs> so who's someone you could bring back and this would be an interesting one who just in his last lap you just have one last moment before he goes mm. that might be an interesting play and it could kind of bookend as well, uh, Donna, because River Song appeared in Donna's series, and the way that she reacts to Donna, she goes, "Oh, Donna," as if something happened. Some like, and obviously at that point, like, yeah. linearly, bleh, linearly for us, we go, "Oh yeah, it's because." In like four episodes, she's gonna die and get her mind wiped. But for like, yeah, for for a retcon, because everyone's retcon scene is such a dirty word. It's like, oh, that's negative. But sometimes it's just like changing. You can fix some stuff. Rogue One yeah. fix something. I mean, for whatever yeah. it's worth. I mean, take your pick if you like to. I think I'll do better without it. But still, it was like you've created a logical reason why that was there. That's that clears up a plot hole. I think it's it'd be interesting to see like. I I don't know what I'm expecting going in. My only my only theory is is like the gigglers whatever's making people crazy. The toy makers doing whatever. I don't know where the hell Shooty comes into this. I don't know what, how how Kate and Mel come into this. This is just me going. Oh, so what happens to Donna? How's fourteen gonna gonna die? Oh, something has to knock four times. Mm. Has to happen. Um, Everyone's going. It'll be John Sims master. It won't. It won't. He's gone. Yeah, third go, especially after he came back and had the go last time. I think he's had yeah. the good send off. I think his send off with Missy was was. Perfect. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, he stops yeah. himself from from turning turning good. Perfect mm. time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who's that. Billy Piper can't do it. No, oh, she means she I mean it'd be the biggest noise you could make, but surely it would have leaked by now. Mm. It's weird because. There, there have been leaks going on, and like some of them were kind of true about the Star Beast, but like they're kind of wrong. Nothing came out about Wild Blue Yonder, and Russell has been going. I've been posting fake stuff for like the last year, so I think that, mm. 
whatever anyone thinks is going to happen in the giggle is probably Russell going, I've lied. I've said this thing. That's not going to happen. Um, oh, I don't know. I think I'm trying to think. I mean, who are the other yeah. ones out there? You can't bring back Martha. I've, oh, I mean, it'd be nice to. Unless you bring Martha back in the next isn't series, isn't she event. isn't she but when you see Martha, don't you think of Noel Clark? I don't Because that's where they I left feel, them. Mm, yeah. I guess it, Russell I guess is like I left them there, I can do what I want. But again it's But you just think of one, you think of the other, don't you? Because of where they left. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Can't you... do Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane's gone. Mel's back, so that's your classic uh doctor like your classic series yeah but she's villain. nah you, you don't need her there well no no mel mel is in the episode oh is she yeah right she's uh a, she's a sixth you, you've not seen an episode with her it's fine okay um because she's coming back for shooties era so i think this is just to go hey look okay who, fair who, enough who there? kate kate and unit are there so i don't know <laughs> Can, I think they're banking, could, they're cat, you they're fuck, called, hope cat banking all their eggs on 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 Wilf. You can't bring yeah, it's gotta be Wilf because you can't bring back Kylie because anything that would you have to expl, you have to explain why she's there, and then you'd have to explain why she's not sticking around, and that's too much to do. River Song is the only one I think you can bring back if you could, and I'm not gonna I be upset if we don't. Or, I'm not upset if we don't get River Song. It's just me going. Wouldn't it be cool if we did? Yeah, yeah. I think this. The giggle can be is your big bombastic finale. You want cameos? I think the gig was probably like your thing. You can have River Song, you can have whatever. I think my dream is I'd like Susan back. I think I'd like to see I'd like to see Susan one last time, but also I, I'm at peace with that one. Who's Susan? Susan's the doctor's granddaughter. Oh geez, all the way back from series one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, wouldn't it be great? I mean, because he can I mean, theoretically, if you have magic, you can manifest an evil vert you're projecting as someone can't you yeah so oh, anybody's be, up see that was the theory so that anybody's up for like, grabs maybe. then i mean you've got you you, you could do you that could, was my theory for wild blue yonder i was like if they're in this weird space yeah. maybe something's projecting and you you're gonna get like you could do billy piper versions of previous doctors no i like that the toy maker's a very sadistic little guy because what would stop him in his tracks who's the only one more than donna noble who will stop him in his tracks it's billy piper yeah it's Rose. What happens when Rose meets Rose? I mean, I mean this is all... Yeah, I don't want to get all Marvel, MCU, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You, you over-predict and then are underwhelmed because I'm not... All I'm expecting is one last fun adventure with Wilf at the heart of it. And the hard part is, I just found out that's not likely to happen. So... <laughs> Um, Unless they're lying to us, or they have. Some, I was just spitballing. I mean, heck, I was right about tenants, so I thought take another swing. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we've been so positive. Do you have a little grumble? <sighs> I guess if I have a grumble, it felt the abandonment. Now, if they work it out with story, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But the abandonment of Donald Noble when he picks the wrong woman at the end. That felt insincere to the relationship the two of them have. Mm. And even us, they're going, that's just a funny sound. That should have been the win. Did we gain anything else besides one last jump scare? No, unless they go. Unless they pay it off. Unless that's yeah. the reason she stays, in which point, fine. I'll, I'll allow it. But if it's just one last, oh, almost picked the wrong person, didn't I? Ha ha, I'm too clever for that. You know, as long as it's not him throwing the orange and saying, I'm a man who doesn't give second chances. I'm that kind of man, right? Yeah. Um, 
as long as it's not just that. Whoops, I made a mistake. Well, not, yeah, but I'm too clever. Um, that would be my complaint because I felt I felt that we knew the right answer as well, and so it was telling us that we don't know Donna Noble. So there we go. You can freak me out a couple times. That's one that felt the story and even the, the plot of this episode was guiding me mm. towards, and it didn't give I me that. I had that issue that on the first watch, and I was going, I don't like the fact that it's not because it's not one of those things that this made me feel a way. It's more like this doesn't feel organic to the, to the story. This felt like a way to get one, because you can't just go, oh, yeah, we got to safety and blah, blah. This just felt like a, we need one more bit of, like, threat to the story and i and and you're right if unless they do kind of bring this up next week because i feel that's a bit that's a big thing to forget i agree i think i think there might I, i'm hoping there's some payoff because they kind they, these are interlinking to whatever so i wouldn't be surprised if if don it maybe don it maybe donna's lack of faith now in the doctor is what gets him killed this time oh interesting okay Something like that. What do you I do if she's you anymore? Forget the thing that happens with oh geez, no, but she'd live that forever. It's really hard how you kill him. I, I just hope it's not some random laser point. And that, you know, uh, similar I, similar to uh so, Oh, when you think about how these doctors have been taken out, like, they've all been so good. I still feel bad for Jody Whitaker. Random laser beam. <laughs> random laser beam. Should, yeah. we, should, should we write it? Because Tenants is radiation poisoning. Yeah, Tenants and Tenants is he will knock four times. Like it's so perfect. Yeah. Eccleston's a sacrifice in order to save Rose. Um, Smith's is is old age. Smith's after is sacrificing he's the, his life. He's the save. only doctor who stays. You know what I mean? Like and takes care of a place. Yeah. And that was unique. As a random laser push. I'm like, oh, this is just Chris Chibnall. He's in the battlefield. Yep. He, get, he gives his life to save people he doesn't know. And he even says, like, I don't know how long this will give them either. They'll probably still die. Yep. Oh, I want, I do, I, I'm, I, I trust, I, I do trust that this will be a, a fitting end. I think that's discussed before Tenon agrees to come back because he had the perfect send, mm. like the perfect send off. Yeah. I think he had to know how am I leaving. If it's because everyone's going, he'll probably say, I'm ready to go. And if he does, fine. That's a nice bookend after the tenth doctor. But I don't know. I'm 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 indifferent. I will see I'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be I'll be I'll be changing my tune if he does do that, but it's whatever. Uh, I guess that just leaves to our to our ratings. How do you rate Wild Blue Yonder? Uh, I'm gonna go with a nine. It's really strong. I really enjoyed it. Uh, probably the more fun thing was the, it's only so many times you can do it in an episode, which is why I needed the stupid yeah. cartoony chases. But I really liked the whole, which one's which. I thought it was a fun game. I thought mm. um, maybe he went to the well one too many times with the last one. And maybe it was important that he, oh, how many times does the doctor guess wrong? Several several yeah. including the important one not and i mean the one where he tells the truth about the flux um yeah so but no overall it was i do love me a one-off bottle episode i love mm. something when um it just feels like i had a good time and it went to some places that i enjoyed and when it left i went good one that and then at the end i get a wilf cameo you know what i mean it's here it is cherry on the top 
cherry on the top and then i get yeah i get my little hook in for the final episode fair enough but no i'm good so i'm going nine um i'm gonna i'm going nine and a half i get the same feeling from this that i got with like midnight or turn left because it's those story because it's you're in like in one location granted bigger budget so it's a bit of a bigger location but the fun game of the first time watching this trying to figure out who's who and then on repeat viewings going oh it's it's this it's that of course that and getting to notice different like different interactions and body language is it's it's a testament to the writing it's a testament to the script the music in this is fantastic this is. unsettling score throughout i the 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 misleads the red herrings are going oh this robots must be more important this thing must be more and then going oh it was this thing the whole time of course i said it was a countdown at the start it's a countdown yeah and because he's saying all these different things he's rattling everything off you go oh it can't be these things and it's just in the middle of that sentence sandwiched with all the other words and go oh of course it's 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 phenomenal i think unless the giggle does something extraordinary which it could i think this is might probably be my favorite of the three but it's this is it's what i love from doctor who is a spooky like adventure that actually has me on the edge of my seat and second guessing so much it's oh it's phenomenal this this is what i i would show someone to like is doctor who to try and yeah it, the same with blink or something that is your yep. it's a good intro episode i think i think your favorite shouldn't be one where you know someone dies or someone regenerates or it should just be here's a good you know you said blink uh, the waters of mars um, yeah you know penultimate but still a self-contained episode where this is basically the heart of what it is and we see you know there's this conflict in a character but it's fine um the the christmas special with um with kylie minogue on the titanic voyage, oh, of, the voyage of the damned yeah. yeah like great episodes Granted, I mean, I'm choosing like 90 minute ones, it seems like, but it doesn't it don't have to be 90 minutes. I just really like a well self-contained episode. The one from Capaldi we had, we, we never got to, I mean, who knows? We, 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 the, we just the might yet. One. The one where he's telling the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh love yeah, it. Such love it. One. Some of the stuff where he goes to the end of time, like just, just great. Here's when who's done well, there's very little that competes with it and you can explain why this is why it has the following it does and yeah you got to put up with some crap along the way sometimes you know i wasn't a fan of dinosaurs on a spaceship but give me asylum of the daleks all day yeah. long brilliant so this is it's not quite the top tier but it's 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 pretty flipping good and like i said if, if this if at the end of it i go we got that great one-off episode this whole I'm thing's happy. worth it this whole yeah. thing's absolutely worth it so yeah so that has been uh, Wild Blue Yonder for Who Do You Think You Are. This will be releasing Monday. So tomorrow we will have our episode of Best Film Ever covering Doubt with BFF the BFE Hermes. It's a b -b -b boys night. Boys night. And uh, I don't know what else we'll be releasing. Well, just yesterday we would have released, uh, which is today as we record this, um, we released a see it or skip it on Napoleon, in which, in which Liam's girlfriend Felicity makes a debut on the pod. So she came oh, and nice. hung out with us and uh, shared her thoughts as, as, as Liam and I went on. And bless her. It's, it's, her, it's her first go at this. And she's sitting with Liam and I, who have done this together well over 200 times. So <laughs> there is, there is a natural, you know, all those nerves you have when you first do it. Like, yeah, yeah. 
I remember when we did Coco, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to speak into here. Yeah, yeah. Know. And then, you know, I've said this, I hope I'm right or, oh, maybe I shouldn't jump in. Yeah. So it was, mm. and being okay with the sound of your own voice coming through your own your own headphones, it's it, it takes a while to build up a callus to that stuff. But no, she was great. And it was a good chance to talk and see a movie, kind of movie we don't make anymore, which are these big historical epics. Yeah. Um, so Apple went ahead and made one and we said what we uh, liked and didn't like about it. So go check it out. See it or skip it on Napoleon. But uh, yeah, doubt is tomorrow. Wonderful. So if you've liked what we've said, you can follow us on Twitter at Best Film Ever Pod and tell us what you thought of Wild Blue Yonder as well as we have a fun little Patreon with a uh, little uh, group chat, which is patreon.com forward slash BFE, because we kept it simple for you, uh, as small as it, three pounds a month, and you can join in with all our fun little community we've created. During the cost of living crisis, we have not increased that number one bit, so it remains no, it remains inflation-proof currently at three pounds a month, so there we are. So thank you so much for listening, I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. One final thing might have too long arms or extra knees but here's one final thing you're always going to be part of the BFE we'll catch you next week for the finale with The Giggle oh and the episode's not there it's not there anymore